Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I am so happy to be here this morning with my friends. Yes, Vicki and And Kim. Vicki, Kim, and Sabrina together. Hooray. It's wonderful. Sounds like a movie trailer. Together again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. We get along so well. I'm so grateful Mm. for you girls. And we're so grateful for all of you who are listening, Mm -hmm. for our seven sisters, because apparently we get along well, too. See? Some of our podcast episodes were able to all three record together. And then sometimes life requires that we do a scaled down version Mm -hmm. and only one or two of us at a time. And it seems that all of you really like it when we're all three together based on the data. (laughs) We get lots of downloads when it's all three of us. So see, we get along well with you too, because you want to come and play with us when we're all together. We love our seventh sisters and our seventh siblings. That's right. Our seventh siblings for those seventh brothers who are listening. Yay Yay. for involved homeschool parents of all flavors. Hurrah. Big time. So um, what happens when people don't play well together? What What happens happens when there's headbutting (laughs) in a homeschool? Oh, that's the title, homeschool headbutts. There you go. Oh, the homeschool high school podcast. We are aware of the fact that high school involves teenagers. And sometimes teenagers and parents means headbutting. And Except for our kids. Say, oh, our, our, our kids, kids never, never. never Wait, this is what we've heard from other people, right? Yes, yes. Never. exactly. <laughs> and exactly. just in case you don't do sarcasm, this is sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. sarcasm. <laughs> Big time sarcasm. So let's see, among the three of us who are currently recording this morning, we have um, 13 children who were homeschooled, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And I guarantee that there was at least one for each of us that at some point in the high school homeschool journey, but it heads with us. Oh my gosh. It is the universal experience yeah. and Oh, homeschool friend. It's not just you. You're yeah. not doing anything wrong. If you were in a headbutting season with one or more of your kids, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a sign yeah. of failure. So we'll start there. Nope. No shame. I think, a, I think it's a sign of humanity. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, for our teens who are doing human development Mm. in one of their courses, uh, they know that adolescence is about trying on hats and figuring out who they are and what they think and what they believe. And so they will butt heads with safe people Mm. to try on their ideas and uh, safe people are usually mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when our family was going through a really tough period, a very wise friend of mine saying, you know, that because that kid is having a huge struggle out there in in that other relationship, that they're going to take it out on you. Right. And I said, that's so unfair. (laughs) And she said, no, actually, it's an incredible compliment. Yeah. Because they don't feel safe to take their frustration out in that situation that's causing the frustration, Mm -hmm. but they know Mm -hmm. it's safe with you. They know that mom is going to still love them Mm -hmm. when the wrestling Mm -hmm. match is over and that it's a safe place to deal with all those hard things. So maybe that's a good place to start. If you're experiencing headbutting in your homeschool, frame it that way. Um, My kid trusts in my love enough to grow up here 
and all the messiness that goes along with growing up. That's a t-shirt. It is. Oh my goodness. Are you keeping track, Kim? Yeah, I have probably six (laughs) different lists. Sometime I'll combine them all. We're going to be in Iowa at a homeschool conference. If you're there, come by and see if I've combined my lists yet. (laughs) Ah, Yes. Iowa. When is Iowa? Is June? June. 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 10th and 11th at the homeschool Iowa conference. Yeah. Vicky's a featured speaker there and we're going to have food. Come visit. All right. Uh, Yes. It looks like a fabulous event. I have never been, but I was just last night speaking. This is not way off, off track. Sorry, ladies. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but just last night I was speaking to Leah Neiman, one of our uh, homeschool buddies, yes. and she was just raving about the folks in Iowa and what a great experience yeah. it is. Oh, wonderful. So we can't wait. Yeah, yeah we're looking wonderful. forward to meeting our yeah. seven sisters there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so come look for yeah. t-shirts and come talk with us about your, your headbutting <laughs> and your safe places. <laughs> Very good. All right. So let's see. Let's dig into this a little bit. What are some of the headbutting experiences that are common to many homeschool high schools and what are some of the things that can make them um, sources of growth and learning and not a loss of sanity. I think with my kids, one of the most common, (coughs) excuse me, um, headbutting thing uh, was their, they didn't want to do their math. Mm. Yeah, I understand that one. I don't want to do math either. I, it, oh it's so hard to headbutt oh. over math because yeah. I don't like math either. And that's, you know, probably did not help the situation at all. So mm. there were, there were many days with some of my young people, not all of them, um, where the, the, why do I have to do this? When will I ever use algebra? And in real life. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes. What was and, the answer to that question? Because I could never come up with an answer. My kids asked <laughs> that one too, and I didn't know what the answer was. Okay, so this this is this is one of the benefits of being a homeschooler in an umbrella school. So for those of you guys who can be in a supervising organization, um, I I pass the buck. And I'd say, I'm so sorry, I hate math too. And I think it's really stupid, you have to do this. But you're required to have algebra on your transcript and it's not my fault. And so it's, you know, a higher power said you had to do this. And so we just have to suffer through. So we were on the same team, you know, against the man there. But we still had to do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, a common enemy. Okay, that's that's helpful. (laughs) That's a helpful strategy. Yeah, maybe rather dysfunctional, but it was, it, it helps. <laughs> well, we're, if we're talking about higher math and it's already dysfunctional in my mind, so you're just going with the framework that's already there. We had, um, we would have headbutting in our homeschool over how much right in the trenches involvement mom was supposed to have. So mm-hmm. often at the beginning of the year, I would be, um, resented by some children for what they consider to be micromanaging because I was Mm. checking in with them regularly to see if things were getting done on Mm. schedule. And so I would back off. And then later in the year, typically as we approached our first quarter review, I would then be resented by my children for not having made sure that they were staying on track because now they were having to play catch up before their their review. So yeah, that whole sense of how much does the student own in responsibility mm-hmm. here and how much does mom own mm-hmm. so that was that was an ongoing headbutt so how did y'all handle that one um different ways with different kids so for one of the kids uh decided to go with a lot of co-op classes and um mm-hmm. group classes at our 
at our local umbrella school, because again, like Vicki said, then he was answering to somebody else. It yeah. was the syllabus that the teacher in the co-op had created. Yeah. And it when wasn't your phone. Just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that worked for my kid who was very social and who mm-hmm. was very, um, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. the friends were doing, that was going to be the strongest voice kind of mm-hmm. um, in his head. But I had another one who loved lists, oh. but resented schedules that I made. Mm-hmm. And so I would sort of throw a calendar and a book, a list of books or whatever mm-hmm. at that kid. And they would have to create their own syllabus for classes mm-hmm. that we were doing independently. And then again, it wasn't me. It was, look, it's in your handwriting. You're the one who said that if you did 250 pages a week of the reading, that you would stay ahead and you wouldn't have to do any catch up over Christmas break. That was your idea, not mine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of a common enemy, I guess it was a common goal. Awesome. I wanted there to be less stress coming into yeah. those quarterly and mid-year reviews. Mm-hmm. And so since we shared that goal, that was a way to approach it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. How, how about how about your darling kids, Kim, who were always compliant and never always. gave you any trouble? Absolutely. Yes. And they're not at all like their parents. There's not a single stubborn moment in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the way I mean, we've, we've shared both of the things that you've already mentioned mm-hmm. have certainly been a part of our homeschool experience as well. Um, but for us, one of the things was um, scheduling and uh, the introvert extrovert piece. Um, mm-hmm. I am a really strong extrovert and my younger two are pretty strong extroverts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my older two are pretty strong introverts who can one of them can fake it for a while better than the other uh-huh. um and homeschool confession time i did not get it as much as i have i was a myers-briggs i am a myers-briggs uh-huh, certified yeah. trainer you know had a whole week long of training i can i can score one with my old template the whole <laughs> oh, day, <you> know? <laughs> um and the whole thing the original like 200 bajillion question one yeah. right and i've yeah. like i've studied this i've done workshops on this with all kinds of people and groups and yet sometimes when it's right in your own backyard, mm-hmm. it's hard, it's hard to get out of yourself sometimes, which is mm-hmm. why this community and our big community of Seventh Sisters and whoever your local community is, is just so precious. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes they can speak truth into you or see things that you can't see yourself. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it got to the point where my older two actually looked me in the face one day and said, Mom, we're tired. Can we please just stay home? Yes. Can we please yes. not go anywhere today or this yeah. week or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of them, uh, you know, when we first started homeschooling, wanted a very rigid schedule. So, okay, mm-hmm. so we're going to do math, you know, because she came out of school, yeah. um, did, did public school up through third grade. They're like, okay, so we're going to do math from 9 to 9.30 and we're going to do uh, social studies from, you know, 9.45 to whatever. And, and by the way, mom, can you, like, while we're reading, can you hang out up in the kitchen and put on a hairnet and make chicken nuggets and mac and cheese? They wanted, they still wanted a cafeteria lady and they wanted a chance to ride on a school bus, the ones who hadn't gone to school. Oh my so, goodness. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> wow. Homeschool yeah, hairnets. There's, yeah. there's a whole market <laughs> there. We need to make those and sell Did them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've, we've, we put it, it was schedule, but it was deeper than schedule. It was really like needs. Like really understanding who your kids are and oh, what their absolutely. needs are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and balancing the needs of not only mom and or dad as teachers, 
um, and the students, but then even the individual students within the group. And if I were going to do it all over again, I would try to do a different job of certainly better, but of um, finding ways to maybe not always do everything the same and together, mm -hmm. which is kind of what we sort of, you know, we have that uh, mentality of, oh, we're yeah. all one big happy family, blah, yeah. blah, but our needs are different. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So another headbutting thing that, that I saw in our homeschool some, and I saw it in lots of other people's homeschools was um, expectations for how rigorous academics would be in certain areas. Now, it was funny because in, in my homeschool, the most um, assertive headbutting experience, whatever, was not that mom thought we should level up in an area and the kid said, I just want to do it at an average level. I don't want to go honors. Mm -hmm. It was the opposite. It was a kid who said, I really want to do my lit and writing at an honors level this year. Mm. And I said, you are going to burn out. You're going <laughs> to go down in flames by November. If you, yeah. that's, I don't think that's a good fit, but this was very important to this kid for mm -hmm. very specific reasons. And um, that was tough to have to, to decide at what level are we going to, uh, cause you have to commit to a level. Yeah. You can't just, mm -hmm. oh, we'll see how the year goes and we'll roll. You know, mm -hmm. there, there is some room for flexibility. But there is, if you're going to have any kind of a syllabus to have any idea of where you're supposed to be in the process, you have to kind of commit. Right. And that was tough. But I know lots of moms who were in the opposite situation, who had a kid who was gifted mm -hmm. in um, math and science, but who didn't really want to do honors chemistry. Yeah. And the mom was like, no, because the career things you're looking at, having honors chemistry is going to be worth it. It's important. You do need to level up. So in, in whichever direction, that expectation for academic rigor can be a tough area. Well, especially if you see more in your team, then they are wanting to pull on. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you address that, you know, like to get them to level up, to do, um, you know, a more rigorous science or math or language arts, because you see that in their future and they're going like, yeah, I just want to goof around. So what would you do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> my perspective is that most kids don't really just want to goof around once you give them a question to think about. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody really says, yeah, you know, when I'm 40, I would be fine, you know, just working a minimum wage job somewhere. And I don't really want to own a house. I don't really want to get married. I don't really... I'm mm -hmm. not concerned about savings. I don't ever really want to retire either. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't need to, you know, have anything extra. And I'll just like very, very few kids yeah. truly just want to goof around. Yeah. And um, so I think looking at the long game, I, I know for us, that was helpful. It changed my mind about the kid mm -hmm. who wanted to level up when I didn't think it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. I looked at the long game and I thought, um, what do we actually stand to lose? by doing this now? And what do we actually stand to gain in the big picture? And I think that teens, when they're encouraged to ask themselves that question, not mm -hmm. mom is sitting here and talking me into the answer, but yeah. actually given the question and given some time to go away and think about it. Um, when they really determine, ah, I am going to have options. Mm -hmm. that I do want, that I do care mm -hmm. about. I'm not sure what I want to do about college, but I don't want that door slammed mm -hmm. for me. I don't want to be making decisions now that cut off 
opportunities later that I might want to take. Yeah. And what is it really going to cost me now? And think about it, you know, count all of it. Some mm-hmm. of my friends are leveling up and doing the honors chemistry. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm just going to be doing it by myself. So mm-hmm. that's cool. At least I've got group suffering that I can lean into with <laughs> my we friends. Leaving group suffering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there can be lots of things that, that may kind of turn that for your kid or for yourself. If you're not deciding what to do with this subject this year, but instead you're thinking yeah. long game. What are our goals? What do we, what do we really care about here? And then what is it going to cost mm. us to make this decision versus that one? Yeah. So what I hear you saying is you talk to your kids, not as a lecture. Let me tell you about your future. If you choose this, mm. instead you asked a question and you helped them think about the, the future goals and what it yeah. needs to get there. But you did that in a, in a de-escalated format, like with questions and not yelling and lecturing, like you better listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do this. And that's, you know, teens are going to tune out after Mm -hmm. 10 words in a lecture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to be crystal, crystal clear, transparency here, that's the de-escalated version that I got to after a couple (laughs) of the explosive and ugly versions early on where I said, this didn't work for anyone. What can I learn from this? (laughs) And, you know, the other tip is include food. If you're going to have this conversation, have it over a snack that everybody likes. It is an automatic de-escalator. If you share Cheetos while you are asking those hard questions, it's an automatic de-escalator. Cheetos de-escalate. That needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt. Cheetos de-escalate. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something else that I've experienced sometimes very imperfectly, but I've seen not only in my own kids and our kids, but also um, I'm still teaching in our local umbrella school. Um, and there's a, a couple of students that I've worked with pretty intensely. Um, and there's this idea of dragging a kid along and like feeling like, yes, we want them to do this honors thing. So we're gonna like pull them up mm-hmm. and it's gonna exhaust us as opposed to being where they are and like lifting them up or kind of pushing them up so sometimes it's a self-esteem issue and they don't think they don't Mm. see the potential that we see in them Mm. um or they sometimes feel paralyzed by just not having any particular vision Mm -hmm. and so when they don't they're like I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do so I'm just gonna like you know not do anything until I know instead um you know try to help them sometimes we have to do it for them. Some of our kids, they're, they're not wired that way yeah. or they're just not in that place. Um, and, oh man, enlist their friends. You know, oh, we yeah. can speak into them as their parents and we, but again, back to that safe and we love them no matter what. So sometimes they don't believe us when we tell them how great yes. they are yeah. because we have to say that because we're their parent, right? Mm-hmm. But get someone else in their life who sees that in them sees that potential get a friend who's like yeah no really dude you're you're really good at this mm-hmm. or i you know i see this in you or, or or why don't you come try this with me um yeah that's that's yeah. one of the reasons why in the career exploration workbook uh, we have them ask other people what they mm-hmm. see in them because yeah teenagers developmentally usually have yep. a lot of self-doubt 
And, uh, and yeah, mom and dad can speak into them about that, what they see, but other people do have a lot more weight often with teens. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like we're winding down time-wise. So I'm just yeah. gonna kind of recap real quickly. Really common homeschool headbutts that <laughs> really do not have to derail everybody are um, math. What, where am I ever gonna use this in life and all that kind of stuff. And if you, mm-hmm. if you can find a way to join forces against the enemy, which is math makes me crazy, then <laughs> that can Go be a helpful it. thing. Um, the idea of how to keep on track is this um, mom nagging and micromanaging, or is this the child taking greater and greater ownership over the four years of high school, looking for mm-hmm. creative ways to do that? Um, introverts, extroverts, how much is too much? Are we exhausted or are we bored out of our minds finding mm-hmm. that way to, to talk with your kids as individuals and to recognize they might be wired differently than you are and to look for ways to meet everybody's needs? Um, And then, oh, leveling academic rigor. And, you know, there's a thing, if you don't know what we're talking about with levels of academic rigor, check out sevensistershomeschool.com blog posts. Um, Vicki has created some wonderful authoritative guides too that are in the sidebar on our website. And there is information there as well as in a lot of of, um, individual blog posts that will really explain this process of levels. Are we talking average? Are we talking college prep? Are we talking advanced honors? What does that even mean? And how do you adjust the rigor of a credit? And some curriculum is easy to level and everything you find at Seven Sisters has been intentionally designed to adapt to the level that you want to use it. So um, all of our curriculum is levelable, even though that's really (laughs) hard to say for everything from average through honors with easy how to do this at this level instructions in each piece. And you can use those same ideas and guidelines to adapt lots of other curriculum. Some is more rigid than others. And you, you just wanna, you wanna get the guiding principles in your mind of how do levels work? What does this mean? And yeah. then figure out how to adapt things to your needs in your homeschool. And the final thing was make use of community. Other moms, mm-hmm. your kids' friends, Sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes we can't look in the mirror and see the reality that is actually staring out at everybody else. And, uh, you know, God put us in each other's lives for lots of really good reasons. And we need to make use of community in our homeschools. It's a gift. Yeah. All right. I've got true, true confession going on here. So I'm I'm sitting here listening, like, and you know, my youngest is all of my kids are grown. My youngest is a school teacher now, like he's married, he's, you know, doing his thing, but he edits the podcast for us because he's kind. And and I'm just thinking about what he's going to be thinking, like, oh, my mom, you know, (laughs) (laughs) editing. (laughs) So so thank you, Seth, for your patience. If if he adds on commentary at the end, we deserve it. So that's right. Yeah, Seth, add on your stuff. You tell it from your perspective. Absolutely. Keep us honest. Keep us honest. And while we're at it, Seth, I'm just going to apologize now for the clicking noises early in today's broadcast. I was wearing these really cool earrings that I love, but I forgot that they would like click against the little microphone on my earbuds. (laughs) Look, aren't they cute? They're adorable. adorable. But they were making noise. So I took them off partway through. I didn't even notice because I was so busy fidgeting. So there you go. (laughs) 
got to roll with it, friends. Whatever right. it is, it just no, rolls. This is us. We yeah. love you just as you are. Hope you love us just like we are. <laughs> yes, and we hope that you love us so much that you come back and tune in to more silly and helpful episodes of the Homeschool High School podcast. We are delighted to have you as our seventh siblings, and we look forward to exploring more topics about Homeschool High School on future episodes. So thanks for joining us. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Till next time. See ya. Bye.